The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome, folks, to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. That's G-E-R-S-O-N media.com. Uh, we have a uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous display of books, booklets, audio and video media containing information that you can use today to improve your health, that of your family, friends, neighbors, and the world. So we invite you to stop by gersonmedia.com and look at our great uh, set of offerings. Today we have a, uh, a phenomenal guest. Uh, this is this is a lady who comes at you from a totally unexpected direction. Uh, we're going to be talking about chicken, poultry, uh, food animals, uh, but we're not going to be talking about them in the same. Uh, in the same attitude as um, as your cooking shows, we'll uh, we'll talk about. We're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna delve below the surface of the uh, culturally accepted norm that we don't even think about uh, when we uh, when we go and order uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken or uh, 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 or or turkey for Thanksgiving giving or a or a turkey sandwich. We don't even think about it. I want to tell you we need to start thinking about it. And uh and uh, Dr. Karen Davis, the founder uh, of of United Poultry Concern, will um will tell you why it's important that we start thinking about that and we start uh, taking actions based on that. The way that we treat uh, the food animals that we uh that we slaughter by the billions every year uh, and the way that um, the way that they affect our environment, our economy, the ecology, uh, our health, everything else <clears throat> is very, very important. And uh, uh, Dr. Davis will uh, be talking about that uh, uh, over the next hour. So welcome, Dr. Karen Davis of United Poultry Concerns. Thank you, Howard. I'm delighted to be on your show today. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for uh, uh, spending the time with me and with my audience. We have a fairly large audience, <clears throat> excuse me, and it goes around the world. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people hearing this message, and I think they need to hear this message. Um, may I call you Karen? Absolutely, Howard. Please well, do. Thank you very much. Okay, so so Karen, uh, first of all, let me 
just give you a, give a little bit about your background. You have a PhD in English from the uh, University of Maryland. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And you taught English uh, in their English department uh, for twelve years. Yes, I did. Uh, you're talking. You're. We're speaking to you from uh, Mach- Machipongo, Virginia. Machipongo, yeah, yeah. Which, we're we're on the lower eastern shore of Virginia on a peninsula. So that's one of one of those. It's 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 almost a barrier island, isn't it? Like, well, it's a peninsula that goes uh, down to the bottom of the peninsula. Then you go across the 22-mile bridge, and you are in Virginia Beach. Right. So, so, uh, and and you live there because is that is that a, a a long-time residence of yours, or did you just find that would be a best place for your uh, for your chicken sanctuary? I moved our whole operation down here to Machapongo, Virginia, in 1998. And the sole purpose of moving to this particular rural area was for the sake of our chicken sanctuary because, first of all, we had to have a place that we could afford, which means going out into rural areas usually, and certainly in our case that's what it meant. Secondly, we had to have the zoning that would allow us to have crowing roosters and and, and a group of uh, rescue chickens. Right. So one thing led to another, and we ended up down here in Machapongo, Virginia, and have been here since 1998. Our headquarters and our sanctuary are located right here. Now you founded uh, you founded this uh, this operation this uh, this sanctuary for 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 chickens and turkeys. Um, why why do chickens and turkeys need a sanctuary? I mean, really, uh, we we slaughter them by the billions every year. Is that not correct? Well, that is absolutely correct. Um, well, that's the reason they need a sanctuary. <laughs> they need an entire planet to be transformed into a sanctuary for them, or certainly back into a habitat for them, uh, of which a sanctuary is a microcosm at best. But uh, chickens do need a sanctuary because, first of all, a sanctuary is an opportunity to rescue and provide a permanent responsible, loving, caring home for the, albeit minuscule, number of birds who can be rescued from this humongous size that you just described. Also, it is important to be able to have that firsthand daily interaction with and knowledge of these birds in order to counteract the misinformation and disinformation about them that the poultry industry puts forward to the public. In other words, we as sanctuary caregivers through our writing, through our presentations and radio shows such as we're doing right here and now, have the opportunity based on our direct observation of these birds to tell the truth about them and to show the the myths that uh, are being circulated about them, that they're either stupid or dirty or whatever, which has nothing to do with these birds at all. So a sanctuary is very important for that. And also, uh, people can visit uh, the sanctuary directly. They can come to our sanctuary. They can actually meet the birds. They can 
walk around and see that the birds are friendly and cheerful and they like to do their dust bathing and their sunbathing and get together in little groups and chickens are very cheerful birds as long as they are happy. So uh, the sanctuary offers that opportunity for people to actually meet them and watch them do what they do when they're happy and uh, it gives us a chance through our writing and other forums to correct misunderstandings about the birds and be their advocate. Wow. Uh, now, you, you have written a tremendous amount. Uh, I see articles uh, by you and uh, articles and essays and books. Uh, just uh, the list goes on and on, just tremendous amount. And you, uh, you, you, do, uh, you do radio interviews, you do uh, media uh, events, and, uh, and you've, been, you've, been, you've gathered several awards. Um, you, you really, this is a this is a tremendous job you have taken on to basically stop a Holocaust. That's correct. Um, it certainly is true. Well, you know, Howard, back in the late 1980s, it was in the 1980s that I began to read deeply into the literature of animal advocacy, animal rights. Really, there's a whole history going back many hundreds of years that most people aren't aware of and that I was not aware of either, but it's there. It's just that it's kind of a a subtext, a subterranean literature that is increasingly becoming a part of the conversation today because the animal advocacy movement is is small as it is relative to the entire population. It is still a much greater force, not only in the United States, but worldwide than ever before in history. So I was reading in the 1980s into the animal rights, animal advocacy, and vegetarian literature. And at the same time, I was learning about modern industrial farming of animals and the transformation of backyard farming or family farms or smaller farms into the huge industrial operations that now dominate the world since the really since the mid 20th century and i was learning that for example of the total number of animals being abused by humans for all kinds of exploitative activities and purposes Farmed animals by and far represented the largest number. The number, the percentage that's usually quoted is 95% of all exploited animals are farmed animals. And of that 95%, 98 or more percent are chickens. And that fact, that, that those incredible numbers added to the fact that in the mid-1980s, I met a chicken. And she was very, very dear to me. And she was very educational for me because I got to know the very kind of chicken who is called the broiler chickens, who people are eating as nuggets and rotisserie and chicken breasts and so-called wings. I say so-called because... First of all, many of these wings aren't even wings for what's worth to your listeners. They're not even wings at all. They're shoulder blades and whatever the poultry industry can scrape together and cover up in sauce and call wings. So um, I, I learned through this chicken viva who 
a chicken is. And 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 I was so moved by her affectionateness and by her just her her and her personality and her little way she had of chirping up when I appeared in in the room where she was because she was like virtually all of these chickens who are bred and raised for the meat industry she was crippled she was crippled because her body could not uphold her legs her skeletal system could not uphold her body weight and so uh, she was a for my first hand experience with actual chickens and I also did some early volunteer work in the mid 1980s with a fledgling farmed animal sanctuary in Avondale, Pennsylvania, which is now a very large two-coast, bi-coastal enterprise. So, and again, it was, you know, birds just have always moved me very deeply, all animals, but I have a lifelong affinity for birds. Uh, Karen, so when I met, I'm sorry. We're we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to hold that hold that thought for uh, for a few moments. We're coming up on a short break, uh, and uh, and I and I'd like to ask you to continue this, but continue it on the other side of the break. Can I do that? Oh, absolutely! Interrupt Great. at any time because I know I we're shall. Eight, so we can, you can <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Great, uh, thank you very much. We're talking with uh, Karen Davis. Uh, PhD, who is, uh, who is the founder and, uh, chief advocate of, uh, United Poultry Concerns in Machipongo, Virginia, uh, about her, uh, her advocacy and her love of, uh, love of animals and particularly of birds. Uh, so, uh, we'll continue right on the other side of the, of the break. This is Howard Strauss, your host for the Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com where we invite you to stop in and sample our great selection of uh, books, video, booklets, and uh, uh, media uh, to improve and maintain your good health. Stay with us. We'll be back right after the break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Ayurveda and yoga are ancient sciences to achieve complete health of body, mind, and spirit. But there are many misconceptions about them. By making the science of life a way of life, managing health and preventing disease becomes second nature. Tune in to According to Ayurveda and Yoga with host Anne Holiday. Anne is an Ayurvedic professional and world traveler. She will show you how to apply the principles of holistic medicine to modern living. Join the conversation with her and well-known guests in the field of Ayurveda and Yoga. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. 
Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back, folks, to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Uh, We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And um, you can get get a tremendous amount of great health information, natural health information, uh, in books, booklets, audio and video media, uh, pa- uh, scientific papers, uh, especially Dr. Gerson's papers, uh, testimonials by people who have really improved their health and recovered from terrible diseases using uh, y- using the nutritional plan put together by Dr. Gerson almost a hundred years now ago. And um, you can use this information today to improve and maintain your good health. We're talking with uh, Dr. Karen Davis, founder of United Poultry Concern, and um, and, and uh, getting her story about why chickens uh, and turkeys, birds need a uh, need a sanctuary, and what happens uh, to our planet and to our health and to our environment uh, when we treat animals the way we have been treating them. Um, and we're we're very grateful um, to have her on the show, uh, Dr. Davis. Uh, Dr. Davis has uh, was describing before the break. She was describing how she got involved <clears throat> with animal advocacy and with uh, and with chickens in particular, uh, with a particular bird. Uh, who uh, you were telling us, uh, Karen, that this bird was was uh, crippled. Yes, uh, Viva, who we named my husband and I named Viva because she was the one who lived because the other birds disappeared one day and we were told by our landlady that they were going to a quote unquote farmer for eggs or something but we knew the truth so I knew the truth but yes she was crippled as all of the chickens people are eating for the most part who come from the commercial chicken industry and the same is true for turkeys and for ducks have been bred, overbred, crossbred, and inbred to grow many, many times faster and larger than a normal, natural bird would grow. And one of the results of this abnormality that is inflicted upon them is that their baby's skeletal system, including their legs, their hips, their whole skeletal system, is not developing in a way that enables the bird's body to be upheld by that skeletal system. Therefore, these birds are sitting in ammonia fumes, in filthy dark houses, and we live right in the heart of the chicken industry here on the eastern shore of Virginia. And they, by the time they are ready to go to slaughter at six weeks old, they are crippled. They are sick with many different kinds of diseases related to how they have been bred and the 
atrociously filthy conditions they are being uh, forced to live in. And so they're sitting there on their crippled legs in pain. This has been documented, physical pain in their hip joints and elsewhere, in skeletal pain. And these are the birds that people are being told by the poultry industry and by media outlets that we would think would be better informed or certainly more truthfully informative that these birds represent some kind of a health food or something healthy as an alternative to red meat. And none of that is in any way true. Well, they say, you know, it's it's really awful. I've heard... I've heard that uh, operations like, you know, when you get when you get operations like big food uh, industry, like something like McDonald's, uh, where it is their job to maximize profit at at any cost, at any cost, uh, including to their uh, to their consumers. Uh, I, I understand that McDonald's uh, gives chicks to uh, chicken farmers. Uh, and, uh, and, and gives them like 17 days to grow them into chickens the size that can be, uh, chopped up and made into nuggets. So 17 days, is, is, that's impossible, isn't it? Well, I don't, I've never heard 17 days. Uh, we, well, what is, we what now, is your, what is your information? Well, the information is that anywhere between four and six weeks, the, the standard, uh, age of a chicken, who is going to be sent to slaughter, and the chicken is just a baby chick, although the size of a of a football by that time, instead of just being the little tiny bird that in nature a baby chick is, is 42 days, something like just ba- a little bit over a month old. That Now, the industry is constantly doing research, experimentation, horrific experiments, where they're always trying to get the birds weight up more quickly with less food because they're always looking for minimum inputs, maximum output. And again, the bird, and this has been known really for the past 30 years at least, but the industry doesn't care because they have no compassion for these birds at all. They just consider these birds what they call product. So there's not a glimmer of compassion. Everything is about the bottom line, which is only about money. So if they can just turn these birds into a big mound of meat, that's all they care about. They don't care if these birds can walk or not. And if there are unsaleable parts of the birds, which there always are, there are parts of the birds that are full of tumors, there are ammonia-burned feet, all kinds of things. Uh, It can't be exaggerated. But... Um, they have foreign markets that will buy these unsaleable parts. They have the entire pet food industry. And then they have the low-grade kinds of heavily processed foods that they can disguise sick and infected flesh in, in such as things like nuggets or uh, chicken sausages or Campbell's soup, things like that, so that people don't really – or they can coat – things in all kinds of dressings and they use flavor enhancers and color enhancers and everything so that they can completely disguise the sick condition of the flesh that people are consuming 
And that, how, how can, how can we be healthy? How can our pets be healthy? How can we, how can we be, uh, you know, even karmically healthy? Uh, when we when we treat animals this way, and then we consume all of that uh, all of that pain, and uh, I presume that the only way that you can grow a, a chicken so fast is using hormones and chemicals and uh, and and f- some some kind of forced uh, forced means to, uh, to to make them grow that fast. How can we be healthy? Well, we can't be healthy, um, and. I, I think it's very interesting that in our society, in the United States, in America right now, for example, if people watch television and they see constant advertisements for pharmaceutical products and devices uh, directed at uh, people with diabetes, and there's nothing natural about uh, a large segment of the population, as is now the case, Suffering from diabetes. No, of course this not. This has become this has become a disease of eating, overeating of things that aren't even really food, or that is, they're not really nutritious uh, 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 foods, and 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 people stuffing themselves with the kinds of uh, diets that are constantly being advertised by uh, chain restaurants like Denny's or Sonic or uh, Chi-Chi's or McDonald's or KFC, etc. Et so now. One of the things that is happening in our society is the normalizing of diseases like diabetes or high cholesterol, cancers. Now, again, there are complex reason for, reasons for cancers, and I understand, too, that there are genetic components and uh, causes or, or at least predispositions for uh, a lot of things. So I'm not speaking here as a physician, but I am very, very familiar with the information about health and nutrition and what kinds of diseases are the result of a bad diet. And right now in this country, Americans are eating a bad diet. Uh, they, they are loading up on cheese. They are loading up on, I mean, the advertisements for cheese alone, for pizzas, the uh, competition on television amongst Domino's, Pizza Hut, and all these other pizza uh, corporations to make the pizzas thicker and uh, piled higher with all on one pizza, uh, bacon, broiled or fried bacon, ham, hamburger, uh, chicken strips, uh, pepperoni, or triple amounts of mozzarella cheese and every other type of cheese they can stick on there. And then we wonder why people are suffering from diseases like diabetes. Again, I'm sure you've told your listeners many times, it is not natural for people of all ages or for the majority of people in a society to be suffering from diabetes, obesity, high cholesterol, and all of the problems that, uh, that people in our society from virtual infancy to old age are suffering from. And if I may say this too quickly, just the other night I was watching the PBS NewsHour, and they were talking, they did a whole segment on how nursing homes are in our country are being faced with the fact that through the pharmaceuticals and the technologies of keeping people alive longer, people 
in this society will probably continue to live longer. That is, larger numbers will continue to live to greater old age. But the people who are living longer are increasingly going to be coming to nursing homes earlier in life sick with crippling diseases that are going to require these nursing homes to have to invest more money in larger equipment to drag these heavy people around, to lift them, 300-pound people or 150-pound young women even. Uh, they're talking about how just everything's going to have to be made larger, and i.e., therefore, more costly in order to accommodate this hugely growing population of vastly overweight, sick, crippled human beings in the United States. Uh, and not only not only that, but uh, but even casket companies are having to uh, having to deal with huge bodies and um, and and crematorium. Um, retorts, cre- crematorium ovens are exploding because of the amount of fat that they uh, that they were not designed to have to uh, to have to process, and so uh, so there's all kinds of horrible effects, uh, and uh, that that we're bringing down upon ourselves. Uh, Karen, we have to uh, we have to go to another break here. It's very uh, very short. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back. We're talking with Dr. Karen Davis of United Poultry Concerns. Uh, I'm Howard Strauss with The Power of Natural Healing. We'll be right back right after the break. Stay with us, please. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Biohacking for Health is working with your individual biology to gain access to and control over the systems within your body. It allows you to explore your biology and improve health and wellness. Each of us has unique genetic profiles and physiology that require individualized approaches. On Biohacking for Optimal Health, Dr. Daniel Stickler and his expert guests provide a roadmap to navigate the world of biohacking human potential. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare professionals spend a lot of time keeping the rest of us from losing it, getting too stressed out, and from burning out. But who helps the healthcare professional from avoiding the same things? A professional coach can help you avoid burnout and, by doing so, lead a healthier life. Tune in to Dr. Raji Menon's Stress Busters Corner. We're here to help those who help everyone else. We help them avoid burnout themselves. Tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to look in and uh, sample our great selection of information, uh, both free and uh, and for purchase. Uh, and uh, look at uh, look at the look at the uh, testimonials of people who have recovered from incurable diseases, including, by the way, diabetes, which you mentioned. Um, simply by changing their their dietary input and uh, making it much more reasonable. Uh, we're talking with uh, Karen Davis, Dr. Karen Davis, the founder of United Poultry Concern, and uh, she was uh, she was describing to us the atrocious conditions under which uh, we keep these uh, animals and uh, how that translates into and in, in, incorporates itself into our. Uh, health. I mean, we're treating ourselves the same way. Uh, Karen, you were talking about, uh, you know, chickens with tumors, uh, chickens that are hugely fat and unable to, uh, yeah, they're crippled, they're unable to move, uh, and yet these, and they're in constant pain. I mean, does that reflect anything in your mind about uh, the state of our health? Well, I certainly think that we hear the term anthropomorphism usually used as a way of disparaging and discrediting, attributing to other animal species characteristics that we possess, uh, emotions, consciousness, awareness, etc. But there's a really diabolical anthropomorphism that has taken over when we talk about, for example, chickens in the condition that we have put them in uh, physiologically and genetically, that is, that is in the food sector, which is that we have we have created chickens who are who are physically dysfunctional, who are predisposed to suffer from a variety of illnesses that chickens in the natural world would never ever suffer from. Heart attacks in their infancy is a good example. So we have we tell people that the sickness and the suffering are connected, the cruelty and the contamination are connected, which indeed they are. So what we have is we have, and it isn't only chickens. It is chickens kind of epitomize the whole terrible situation of this genetic manipulation of farmed animals to grow more quickly, to grow abnormally quickly through the use of artificial breeding techniques, pharmaceutical interventions and so forth but we're also talking about turkeys we're talking about pigs we're talking about all of the animals that people consider to be a food source so we have this uh, hideous correspondence now between animals farmed animals who are sick overweight crippled suffering from systemic diseases, and this now corresponds to the increasing con- condition that we are seeing in Western societies living 
on a Western diet, and, and of course, a sedentary lifestyle is also uh, very prevalent in our society. People sit in front of computers all day and don't even move, um, and yet they're eating this, this hugely, uh, 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 this diet. And another thing, I do want to say this too. We are hearing a whole lot these days about protein, protein, protein. Just yesterday when I was driving around doing some errands, I caught a show on NPR, and on the one hand, they're talking about how, well, people maybe are eating healthier breakfasts. Well, what they're talking about is, you have to wonder, um, they're saying, well, people aren't eating breakfast cereal so much anymore. Now they are eating uh, yogurt that is Greek yogurt, and they're going back to eating more eggs and uh, so forth. And one person called in and said, well, you know, uh, dairy milk is a huge problem for people, which it, in fact it is. Dairy milk and the dairy proteins cause all kinds of respiratory infections and, and gastrointestinal problems in people. Eighty percent or more of African Americans can't even digest it, and many people don't understand that all of the, the, the bloating and, and stomach cramps and other problems, that, and of course acne is another thing, childhood respiratory infections, these things are linked to the consumption of dairy products. So when people give up dairy products, they are often amazed to discover how their acne and their respiratory infections and their gastrointestinal uh, problems clear up. But yet here is a show on NPR which where the nutritionist or dietitian from some university or other hurries up and responds to this caller by saying, oh, but we need milk, dairy milk she means, um, in order to get more protein. And she uh, doesn't... She, she mentioned calcium as well. Yeah, I believe she did. Now, I only heard, yeah, calcium. Now, she I didn't hear the whole show. I heard just as much as I could hear as I was driving from one, one place to another. But um, she... She didn't even suggest, if I missed this part of the show, I, which I'd like to think I did miss, that they, not a word about uh, soy, soy milk that is so popular now in all different flavors, almond milk, even cashew milk, uh, rice milk that people uh, can drink and increasingly are drinking, even in our supermarket here in this rural part of Virginia, is carrying all of these alternative uh, milks that are not dairy milk, None, notwithstanding. But, but they're the also, and, and, but they're also not milk. You know, this is this is important because uh, you know, as far as I as far as I know, soy and rice and nuts do not nurse their young, so they're not milk. They're some kind of chemical concoction to which uh, flavorings and artificial flavorings and artificial and sodium definitely uh, have been added, uh, and they are by no means milk. Uh, they are milk substitutes, and the substitutes are often as bad or worse than the uh, than the product itself. And 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 I'm not saying that milk is not bad for you; it's poison. But uh, but but soy milk, for instance, 90% of the soy in this country is genetically modified, which means it's it's just soaked with uh, glyphosate and the uh, and the other ingredients, the, the other horribly to- toxic ingredients in uh, uh, in Roundup, uh, and and people are thinking that that's better for them somehow. Well, I think that, first of all, from a humane standpoint, it is better for them. Oh, okay, from a Secondly, humane standpoint, they're, yeah. They're, yes, which is a very important standpoint, and it's the standpoint that matters to me. But um, I've been drinking soy milks, almond milks, and uh, rice milks for decades. 
and and I grew up on dairy milk. And uh, there are all a whole host of brands of these different types of uh, milks. I'm calling them milks because we don't want to make it so that people, at least our organization, does not want to put up more barriers to people moving away from animal products. We want to get people off the animal products and off the animals, and, and that's our primary purpose here. But uh, people have been living on soy in in in, in country in Asian countries for 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 thousands of years. Our vice president Li Chen Chao has just been amazed at the extent to which uh, there's been an effort to discredit soy. Now I'm not talking about highly doctored up soy. I'm talking about just soy products um, that that I do not agree at all that we should be uh, avoiding these types of milks on cereal or to make mashed potatoes or something, if that's what people want to do. I'm, I, I'm one of those people who definitely has moved to those products away from any type of dairy milk. Dairy milk is full of pus from infected cow's udders, and cow, dairy cows live miserable lives, absolutely miserable lives, and uh, dairy milk is intended for a, a nursing calf. It's not intended for us. So if we can make replacements for animal products that do have... Uh, nutrients, uh, they're not all bad, and in fact, I think they are mostly good. So that's, that's my opinion on that subject. Okay, well, we have had, we have definitely had, uh, programs, uh, on this, and, uh, and the, uh, the idea that, uh, that soy in the United States and soy in Asia are, are, uh, equivalent is, uh, is unfortunately not true, because in the United States, uh, we process soy in a way that is cheaper and faster and, uh, and more dangerous than they do in Asia, where they, ju- where they generally ferment it. Here we process it with heat, which also destroys the protein and also, uh, brews out of the soy a, um, uh, a, a, um, a fraction which prevents the uptake of vitamins, minerals, and, and, um, and enzymes, useful uh, useful uh, elements from other foods. So even if you're eating other wonderful organic foods, it blocks the uptake of that from uh, from those foods. So and then on top of that, you have the genetically modified problem uh, with, uh, with everything soaked in glyphosate, which is now being associated with uh, with autism to the point where uh, an MIT scientist uh, has uh, made a prediction that in 10 years, half of all children will be autistic from the glyphosate uh, content of, of almost everything now. Uh, your chickens, I'm sure, get, uh, get, get feed that has, been, uh, that has been modified by Monsanto uh, and soaked with glyphosate, and that in turn uh, soaks the animal flesh with glyphosate when we, eat, when we consume that. So we shouldn't, you know, we should stay away from all animals, uh, uh, consuming all animals. I well, think. Well, that's 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 certainly our position. We don't need to, humans don't need to eat animals, and uh, we're certainly better off without those products. As far as all of the um, the other things you're talking about, I'm i just I'm I'm not in a position to to discuss those very uh, very well because I'm that's not my area of expertise. But um, at the same time, there's no way that I and our organization is going to discourage people from eating replacements for animal products that will get them 
make enable them to make that transition. So we totally support the uh, meat replacements like Beyond Meat and Tofurky products. We eat them ourselves. We encourage other people to eat them. We serve them at our potluck dinners. And we want to get people off animals. That's our goal here. Well, I certainly have to agree with you there because animal proteins, as, as I've said often enough on my program, uh, animal pro- animal protein is uh, probably the number one carcinogen on our planet. So uh, just avoiding animal protein would uh, do away well, I think with... Well, country, we're eating too much protein, and period. And we're being... Now, the way that the news media and advertisers and even restaurants are talking is as, as if protein equaled animal products and animal products equaled protein. And even on uh, these NPR shows, there is, uh, whether it's by ignorance or intentional... It's intentional. Intent- it's know. intentional. It's but intentional. I don't know. You know, who knows? But the point is that there is this this suggestion that there are plant foods like vegetables and fruits and then there's protein we ha- we, uh, animal uh, products Karen eggs, Karen, dairy, Karen, Karen we, we we have to jump off here we're coming up on a break this is Howard Strauss the power of natural healing please stay with us we're having a spirited discussion here with Karen Davis founder of United Poultry Concerns stay with us folks we'll be right back Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. 
Welcome back, folks, to The Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we uh, provide you with all kinds of great information on how to uh, maintain and uh, improve your good health and that of your family and your neighbors, your neighborhood, and the world. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Karen Davis, founder of United Poultry Concerns, and um, uh, we're talking to her from Machipongo, uh, Virginia, where she has a, 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 a sanctuary for birds and, uh, you know, for animals, uh, for, for turkeys, for chickens, for ducks, uh, and, um, uh, and, you know, that, that is based on humane treatment of these, uh, lovely, really lovely animals that we just uh, look at as units of production or, uh, product, uh, in, in our, in our culture, which is terrible. Uh, Karen, <clears throat> you were going on about uh, about getting away from meat products uh, and, uh, and and not believing the uh, not believing the propaganda that's being passed, even by people like uh, NPR, who we used to trust, uh, about uh, eating animal products. Um, can you uh, can you elaborate a little more on your efforts uh, and uh, and then tell us how we can get uh, how we can get in touch with you and your organization um, for for more information? Yes, Howard. Thank you very much. Um, yes, we certainly promote an, an animal free vegan diet, a, a healthy vegan diet. Now we might disagree about what exactly constitutes a healthy diet, but we are very uh, adamant about the fact that uh, to be healthy, we do not need to eat animals, we do not eat, need to eat their misery, we don't need their flesh, we don't need their eggs, we don't need their milk. And we have a plethora of products, an increasingly uh, large uh, number of uh, what I regard as wonderful products available in uh, regular supermarkets that people can choose to eat instead of animal products. I do want to bring out the fact that uh, we have a wonderful sanctuary, mainly for rescued chickens here uh, on the eastern shore of Virginia. We are located in one of the largest chicken-producing areas of the country on the east coast uh, called the Delmarva Peninsula, comprising all of Delaware and the eastern shores of Maryland and Virginia where at any given time, a half a billion chickens are sitting in 500-foot-long, filthy, dark, totally polluted buildings. And this is exactly how the chickens people see in the supermarkets, in cellophane or on a rotisserie or in a deli, whatever, uh, in the form of a nugget or a strip. This is how they live before they are dead. And they are slaughtered horrifically in the slaughterhouses. They are subjected to severe electric shocks, which are not designed to stun them, as the industry lies and says they are. They are designed only to paralyze the fully conscious birds. Every piece of flesh that people eat had agonizing electric shocks pulse through that flesh. We have many programs. We are a national nonprofit organization, and we, for example, are holding our fourth annual Conscious Eating Conference in Berkeley, California on April 4th. That's Saturday, April 4th. So if you, uh, Howard, and your listeners are in the vicinity, we would love for you to sign up. And uh, people can go right to our website, look under Upcoming Events, 
and they can register. We are only charging $15 per person to attend our Conscious Eating Conference in Berkeley. We have a great lineup of speakers, including me. Um, we uh, have free registration for students with bona fide IDs. And um, we also have something in May called International Respect for Chickens Day. We create wonderful ads on buses so that when people are in their cars and they get behind a bus in San Francisco and Washington, D.C., they will see these wonderful uh, Have Compassion Go Vegan uh, bus posters. We have a lot of things going on, so I want to give our website so that your listeners can visit our website and they will also see, they can click on our Facebook page there at our website, which is www.upc-online.org. Again, www.upc-online.org. That's a that's a U as in uniform, P as in Papa, and C as in Charlie. U P C dash, and that's a hyphen. Online. dot org. Yeah, I stopped saying hyphen because people say, "What's a hyphen?" <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but you know, there, there's so many different forms of dashes that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's yeah, uh, hyphen. Actually, it is a hyphen, indeed. It's a hyphen. Um, and so, and they can uh, so they can attend some of your events. They can get uh, the material. Uh, they can find out about what you do. They can can they yes. contribute on that online on onto to your uh, organization? Yes, uh, Howard. They certainly can. Thank you for bringing that up. Right on the left hand side of our our homepage, they will see a donate button, which they can, and they contribute right on. They can contribute right on online. Now we have a pay, PayPal account, so it's through PayPal. They will see we have a merchandise section where we sell the books I've written and uh, a few other books, all related to the poultry industry and chickens and turkeys. By the way, I have written several books, uh, Prison Chickens, Poisoned Eggs, and Inside Look at the Modern Poultry Industry, More Than a Meal, The Turkey in History, Myth, Ritual, and Reality, The Holocaust and the Handmaid's Tale, A Case for Comparing Atrocities, a children's book called A Home for Henny, a cookbook called Instead of Chicken, Instead of Turkey, a poultryless poultry potpourri, and just a huge amount of information. We do a lot of tabling at various vegetarian festivals throughout the country. We have a very big presence on the East Coast and the West Coast and increasingly everywhere. So we do lots and lots of things. But for people who are specifically interested in events that we are either hosting or participating in in the next two or three months, just click on Upcoming Events on the left side of our homepage and you will see the information about our upcoming April 4th Conscious Eating Conference in Berkeley and other things that we're doing. This Next week I will be at Brock University in St. Catharines in Ontario giving presentations to students throughout the day and a full college presentation that evening. And so uh, we do a lot of things. We have a wonderful staff. We have wonderful speakers, including myself, of course. And so we really urge people to – we also have wonderful recipes. I should say this. If people go to our website at upc.com, 
www.diet-online.org and they scroll down the left side, they'll see a category diet, which they can click on, and they will see three choices there, uh, health and, uh, what is it, health, health, ethics, and recipes. And um, if they click on recipes, they're going to see a lot of great recipes, all of which we have made ourselves and have decided are tasty and uh, recipes that we want to share with other people and encourage them to make and serve to their friends and family. Well, that's that's fantastic. A tremendous amount of information. Uh, folks, I encourage you to go to this lovely website, and it's really a lovely website. Uh, it start, starts out with a peacock, and uh, it's pretty. That's pretty bird, pretty bird. Uh, He's our peacock, frankincense. And 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 we're uh, uh, we're talking about you, PC. That's Uniform Papa Charlie uh, dash or hyphen online dot org. And uh, and think about attending uh, uh, some of these conferences. Think about attending the lectures, getting the material, and and contributing to the United Poultry Concern. We've been talking to Karen Davis, founder and uh, and and uh, advocate. Uh, for United Poultry Concerns, author, uh, PhD, professor, uh, and, uh, and, and thank you very, very much, uh, Karen, for adding your, uh, your great information, uh, to the, uh, to the armamentarium, uh, that, uh, that our listeners can use to improve their great health. Thank you, Howard. It's been a great pleasure, an honor to be on your show, and I thank you so much for this wonderful occasion today. Thank you so much. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. We invite you to tune in again next week and uh, also look at our archives for all the uh, great speakers we, uh, we have, we will have, and we have had. Uh, see you next week, and um, be healthy. Stay, uh, keep your good health, and uh, spread the word. Until then, bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.